Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Gospel living is being scorned. Strong character is needed. Now, strong character is committed to pleasing God and not self. Paul started this chapter reminding us to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. As we saw yesterday, it takes strength to be the spiritual example and teacher we need to be. It also takes divinely enabled spiritual strength to endure hard times. War is hard. Good soldiers never go AWOL and certainly refuse to join the ranks of a deserter. War is hard for any soldier, knowing that at any second your enemy could launch a vicious attack and you could lose your life. A good soldier endures whatever comes his way to protect those he loves and pleases the one he serves. Both physical and spiritual endurance takes fortitude, resolution, durability, patience, stamina, and persistence. It is much easier to quit than to fight. It is. To endure hardness, you have to be willing to want to. What motivates you to endure what you endure? Here's some motives that really encourage my heart. Okay, Number one, the joy of being in the presence of God someday, according to Hebrews 12. How about a love for God and others, 1 Corinthians 13? How about faith in the invisible God, Hebrews 11? And then just a simple thought, knowing that God is pleased from 1 Peter 2. You see, realizing that Satan has declared war on God and all who are his, we must acknowledge that we are at war with evil and are constantly being attacked by a hateful enemy every single day of our lives. A good soldier of Jesus Christ lives with a wartime mentality. Such a mindset admits that we can never be at peace with the world, our flesh, or the devil. A good soldier is constantly on guard, constantly watching, and ready to fight for what is right in God's eyes. A simple overview of spiritual or such spiritual conflict can be found in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. Number one, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we are physical human beings, but our spiritual warfare is not a physical fight. Number two, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, God's weapons are mighty, not worldly or fleshly, but powerful weapons that successfully destroy arguments, human reasoning, and personal opinions that seem to have a stronghold on our feeble minds. Such powerful weapons include truth, righteousness, faith, salvation, the word of God, and of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number three, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You see, every proud thought, every haughty assumption, every egotistical belief that keeps people from knowing God for who he really is, that has seemingly climbed up into the castle towers of our minds, needs to be cast down, hurled, and gotten rid of. Okay, then bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we could put it this way, taking every rebellious thought, contrary idea, and defiant notion into captivity in obedience to Jesus, making sure that both our words and thoughts, meditations of the heart, are acceptable in the sight of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I remember brushing the tangles out of my little sister's hair. It was no fun for either of us. It hurt. Their only relief was Johnson's No More Tangle Shampoo. We all wish that the entanglements of life were as easy to deal with. When our hearts become interwoven with sinful or selfish habits, the sure consequence is addiction. Have you ever contemplated the potential consequences of an alcohol addiction or maybe a drug addiction? How about a porn addiction? Remember, we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose the consequences of our sin.
Entanglements can end up enslavement, in bondage, and in addiction. The interweaving of sin, selfishness, and sensuality can totally shackle a mind to corruption. The Bible says this, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves to corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also is he brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them, according as the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and the sow, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. You cannot become entangled with anything that you keep at a distance. Got that? A simple, no thank you, the first time you're asked is a sure-proof way to avoid entangling addictions. A good soldier pleases the one who has chose him to be a soldier. A life consumed with pleasing self will fall prey to an addictive lifestyle. A life committed to pleasing God will rejoice to hear, quote, well done. You have been a good, you have been a faithful, faithful servant. There are just two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. If self you choose, then you will lose. If God your choice, you will rejoice. Who do you want to please, you or God? Strong character is commitment to Christ and never consume with self. Hey, our time's up, but if you want more information on some Bible helps and meditation, go to ranhumble.com, learn more about the wilds of the wilds of New England. But today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and I hope that today you have a good day.